everyone. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. You do say hello. I do. Hello, Dave. How are you, Jeff? Very well. How are you? I like your glasses, and you have a Wolverine hat. I don't believe I've seen these before. This is a combo. I just threw it together. Oh, yeah, and that's new, my Bob Ross t-shirt. It says, ever make mistakes in life? Let's make them birds. Yeah, they're birds now. Does he say that? I don't know. Well, he says there's clouds. There's happy happy, happy accidents. Happy accidents. Yeah. That's our Bob Ross. And the Wolverine hat. And Bob Ross never did any World War II. I, you know, and no. I, I have been watching. <laughs> I really like Bob Ross. I kind of kind of attached myself <laughs> to him about a year and a half ago. I was spending some time lying around the house. Really got to like him, and I thought that scene would be so cool if after you're done with it, then you paint like a tiger tank coming out of the woods <laughs> or paratroopers coming down through the across the mountains would be so cool. So I'm thinking about that when I retire. It's not good paratrooping terrain. The well, forest, the mountains, and the lake. Yeah. So they're going to hit one of those three things well, on the way down. And then you can each, I'll draw bubbles where they're going, ah. <laughs> But I think that'd be so cool. It would really, it would, it would really spice up the Bob Ross landscape. It would indeed. Like Tanks. when I put my little winter twenty-five millimeter soldiers on the white bases with the winter flocking out. Oh yeah. In my snow village. Yeah. Until Laura notices. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she who she doesn't a, think it's festive. Who put a mortar team in the middle of the snow village? Got to hand it to Laura. She knows what a mortar team is. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, she doesn't use that exactly. Oh, okay. All right. You're embellishing. That's all right. It makes a better story. And the glasses? Um, I wear glasses sometimes just to read. Ah, okay. Just I need them occasionally to read. Well, that's right, because anytime I hand you a counter or a counter sheet. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, and the last time I went to your house to paint models, I didn't bring my glasses, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to paint everything black. <laughs> Yes. So, how are you, Dave? Good uh, to see you. Okay. Good. Yeah. Big snow yesterday. Yeah. Crazy spring snow here in the Midwest. Yeah. Gone mostly today. 50s yeah. something. But um, did the ASL open? You went to the ASL yes. open, which was just this last weekend. Indeed, and did not game as neither Jeff nor I said we would be going to game. Yeah. Good to see everybody. Zach Emberton, the Forbes, uh, Spilkey, and then the, you're out of towners like Wes and um, his good friend we interviewed, and I'm not coming up with the name right now. Mr. Rumsleman. Mr. Rumsleman. <laughs> um, yeah. And the. Yeah, the, the Bendis, the. Yeah. Uh, Dave Gennard. Scott Holst. Number, was he there? No, the no, inimitable Scott, Scott Holst? No, no, really? No. How about the irascible uh, Dave Goldman? Of course, he yes, was there. and the other day, Ramirez. Yeah, locals, oh, good, yeah. A lot of the locals. I, yeah. I was able to bring Domovic his trophy from St. Louis. Ah, yes, hand-delivered. It was brought up to my house by the St. Louis guys. Right. And, so um, that's six months. So how long does it take to yeah. ship that it's from St. Louis? Uh, six months. Yeah, because they <laughs> don't do parcels. But we will be starting again, folks. But, um, yeah, like so that. I sat. And watched people play ASL. Yeah. And it wasn't as boring as I remembered it. Ah, and this this was Saturday, right? Yes. So the Masters was going on. Yeah, uh, I didn't know it. But 
you are otherwise yeah. engaged. It would have to be better. more boring to watch the Masters and slower than watching Spilkey yeah. and Wes Vaughn play the professionals. It's the Germans. It's kind of like a uh, – this counts as ASL time, doesn't it? What you've been playing lately. Uh, yeah. And then this Mike guy – Sorry, Mike. And the one who's a college professor with the long beard and we interviewed him for the show. Dr. Hassenpfeffer. Chris something, I think. Oh. They were playing the same scenario. So I compared the two, and Mike and Rich used this very similar setup that they had found somewhere else from a professional ASL player, I believe they had talked to at the tournament. Oh, um, Banizik was there, so he's been kind of back lately. Oh, yeah. Robert. We interviewed him last year but so okay the professionals germans attacking have to cross that board with that giant mansion chateau thing oh yeah i love that right yeah, yeah. um and it crosses bridge with like an i don't know six hex bridge across the big room mm. and the yugoslavians are trying to stop them all they have to do is get a vehicle and a squad across the river the professionals it's like a 21 from the annual or something and I played it long ago, and the bridge can only support so much weight of a tank, or it collapses. Ah, Interesting. So you yeah. only put on one vehicle at a time, or maybe two of the light ones, without checking, maybe something like this. But mm. look it up. And it was so fun to watch West thinking for five minutes about: Do I put that extra tank on now, while I got him? Firing at this first vehicle and risk the ten or more die roll would fall on it and the whole bridge would collapse. So, so cool. it is kind of cool. <laughs> it's it just awesome. has a little extra yeah. slowdown at the end and thinking thing. And the Yugos have malt off, so if you're playing this, here's all your good advice, right? Rich sets up dudes in the upper levels. Infantry. They can toss a maul down on a tank. And hitting a moving tank open top. West tend to open top his vehicles to not have the plus one button up firing or yeah, whatever. Right. Um you can kill the thing on like a six, five or six or seven. Wow. Uh, if you can get them all. And so he did take out a tank that way. And then his other squads I didn't notice. West got in the building. Rich was defending the back end of the building. They ended up in melee. Quite a while. That took out a lot of infantry. Oh, Rich was hip. All, they're all hip. All the Eagles are hit. Oh, sweet. So he was patient enough to let the German all come into these end hexes of that chateau. Yeah. And then Wes is like, okay, now it's uh, next turn. It's your turn. And, and Rich is like, well, wait a minute. You're in melee. Oh. <laughs> oh, I am? Yeah, he puts out the concealed guys, right? Yeah. And then those went for a couple turns. And then went over to the other game, which was playing out quite differently. Um, the other game, I think his name is Chris, with the long beard in Wisconsin, a teacher, a college guy. And he wanted to swim across the river. Mm. And you're not supposed to kibitz. And I kind of accidentally said, oh, is that allowed? Well, only by special scenario rule or if you previously agree. So Mike, his opponent, was like, they looked it up later. And they decided Chris could try to swim just for the moral victory. But they wouldn't count that as getting the one squad across the river. Since Mike didn't set up that in preparation, because it's only by you know prior agreement. Prior agreement. Oh, interesting. SSR. Yeah. And so Rich got was to also ran the dude over the bridge back to behind it. Chris, you mean? I'm sorry. 
jumping back to Rich's game. Oh, okay. Spilky. And a Yugo was trying to dig in at the end of the bridge. He couldn't dig in mm. with a neg two labor counter. So I always wonder if you have enough time to do that digging in thing. But uh, here came a open half track German squatting it, and he managed to kill it with the infantry squad, right? Reaction fire or something. And then. So he ended up with a burning wreck in that hex at the end, edge of the bridge. You also can put your AT gun in some woods facing down the bridge. Typically, the German will not notice that AT gun facing backward, like toward the bridge, not toward where the Germans mm -hmm. are coming from. Mm -hmm. And you can get some shots down along that whole length of the bridge as they're trying to cross. So players look for that tactic. And the next vehicle that Wes was sending... Um, got a no, let's see, Rich, I think he killed another one with the snake eyes, and, you know, Wes was just beside himself. And then moving his infantry up next to his tanks, so anyone that stopped, even in motion, Maltoff, Maltoff, oh, trying to yeah. get the kills. And um, he got a snakes on that combat, took out another vehicle, was it? And then Wes got his third across and ran as far away from to go hide <laughs> uh, on the other side of the river. And so that was it. He pulled out the victory in the very last turn. Oh. But again, taking advantage of all the things I discussed already. Good strategy for everybody. And I watched Bendis and Dave Gennard. Mm -hmm. Great fun. Verbal guys. A lot of friendly talk. Yeah. Well, they think out loud a lot. Oh, that's Which good. makes it interesting. Yeah. Like actually saying, like, well, if I do this or if I do that, and then I got this, and you know, what you think? Oh, you're revealing what you're thinking to your opponent, but uh, they didn't care much about that. Hmm. And it was uh, really good. So I watched about half of that game. Bob had this little dog with him that I tweeted out. Check the Twitter feed, everybody, and you can see pictures of the games. And got to meet people, say hi. Had lunch. I had lunch. Good. Zach Eberton, Forg. Spilkey and Dan Janizek, who's back up in Wisconsin from Florida. He was gone for a while there. Mm -hmm. And then hung out a bit more and went home. Nice. So. Yeah. Glad you checked in. ASL Open. We may go next year. You're going to be I won't have more time. Yeah. So, if I, yeah, especially, you know, I'm not doing the play. I'm going to have a lot more yeah. time. That's been the problem with these spring events you know there's wonder i put on our calendar wonder fest it's in kentucky it's all modeling oh folks. yeah it's all like horror modeling sci-fi modeling yeah um never been and little wars is that next weekend yeah i think it is miniatures must be after you've been to that next weekend is easter so maybe the weekend after oh, that right 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 yeah the weekend of my show it's it Which, at least it's Roman Catholic Easter. Yes, Roman it is. Easter. It is, and Not so Eastern, Eastern. Good Friday we're off, and then uh, yeah, the next week. So I can, I usually do go for just the Saturday and not play. I don't want to be stressed or anything with the yeah. show coming up that night and right. the show the night before. Yeah. So if you're not doing the play, suddenly that whole weekend opens up and all these spring events. Adepticon, we I didn't get to. I put that on our calendar. We did GaryCon. We already talked about that yeah. last time. Yeah. So anyway, how are you doing? I guess that's ASL talk, folks. <laughs> you got to tag it. What you've been playing lately. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Professionals. 
Dave, I, don't, I suppose it's not really fair for us to linger longer. I know people are listening to this episode exclusively. People are waiting. So they can hear who has won the prize, even though by the time you hear this, you will already know probably who won the prize. But it's time to do the drawing. It's time. Arnhem Pack, which we announced a couple of shows ago. It's time. We stopped taking entries on April 1st. And everyone obeyed that deadline, I think. Yeah, that was you all did very well following instructions. They did. How many entrants? Well, we had 37. 37, folks. Which is remarkable. So your odds are going down. And so this is a great pack, and we really appreciate everybody uh, submitting your names, and we're going to have more contests. So we want to remember, we want to remind everybody that you can only win once per... And we have a very strict rule on this. What is it, Dave? Once per... we got to make it up right two now. two years or... Once every two years. Wow. <laughs> well, we do a show and then they have months and months. No, we do two shows a month. So yeah. really... Once a year? Yeah, let's say once a year. You can only win once a year. You can submit as many times you want, but if your name comes up more than once in a 12-month period, you won't win. Because that's as far back as our memories tend to go. Yeah. So if your name seems familiar to us, we'll just roll a different yeah. winner but like everything that we are bound to forget all about this and just <laughs> who knows <laughs> who knows what you won't happen. recognize your name oh i think we need like a drum roll here let's get a drum roll number one is daniel <clears throat> number two is mr sidlock oh, i'm not going to read off these jeff don't worry no you don't have to read them all but those were some of the latest entries and right up to the deadline and the earliest entries although that doesn't help you David Garvin, Larry McIntyre, Mr. Young, Mr. Blasco. Earliest entries on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Are you ready, Jeffrey? I'm ready. Oh, am I ready? You Here we go. Random. We got our random note, uh, our random number generator. And here we go. Actually, we have uh, 30 seconds to go. Here, I'll fast forward a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this happened last time. I, I wonder if there's a crash at the end of this. I don't know. We'll just say there is. Here we go. 28. 28. Counting backward from 37. 37, 36. Congratulations, number 28. Ah, the fireworks. And here come 29. the horses, the uh, mounted infantry on parade. 28. And Her Majesty is driving Preston. through in the car. Youngkins, didn't he win already? <laughs> Preston, are you kidding? No. You, Preston, your name's very familiar. Uh, did he win before? No, I don't think so. No. No. Not within no, a year. He didn't. No, not within a year. Preston, congratulations. Congratulations, Preston. I believe you will live in the continental United States. And if you don't, you should move here so that we can afford to ship to you. Send us your address, sir. I'll email you right now in a reply. The game is yours, sir. Congratulations. That was exciting. So we'll tweet that out today and uh, get Preston's 
address and send that out, and we are going to have more contests coming up. So stay tuned. Or whatever you do. Ah, the thrill of it, Dave, winning that big prize. Absolutely amazing, sir. Exciting. Well, Jeff, um... What's next? I'd really like to thank one of our sponsors, Ritter Krieg. Yes, let's do. Thank you, Ritter Krieg. What's so special about Ritter Krieg? Well, Ritter Krieg is is one of our fine sponsors who has a website, RitterKrieg.com. And if you go there, he sells lots of ASL stuff and other wargaming stuff in general. He so, does indeed. Uh, you can find all the ASL products almost there at River Creek from lots of lights of production companies. So, for example, I've been waiting for MMP to send us Red Factories. Have you received it? I have not received mine. For free yet as a demo, oh, as a free? demo copy from I'm, MMP? Yeah, I'm expecting the, uh, the, the autographed copy. <laughs> From Perry. And yeah, and I haven't received mine, so I think I'm going to have to go ahead and pay not top dollar because with Ritter Creek you get it, I think it's for less. I think they're all. Oh, Preston has responded already with his address. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. We won't read it on the air. No. Um, I can ship that out tomorrow. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, I ordered Red Factories. Good. And. LFT from the seller, is it nine? I think yes. And the ASL Open, no, the Winter Offensive Winter pack, Offensive number mm-hmm. ten. So lots of variety. You don't have to go from site to site to site to site to buy your ASL products. No. You can go to Ritter Creek and get all kinds of stuff. Got it all right there. LFT, Bounding Fire Productions, saving money and saving on shipping yes and he ships quickly and ships for free inside the continental united states that's correct which is pretty nice and he's a heck of a nice guy absolutely and a dancer a great dancer <laughs> that too and we like to point out this show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors from patreon yes there are many ways that you can support our show one of which is to tell your friends about us you could go on to your favorite podcast site and give us a good rating or you can send us money or send us products but money's good and one way you could do that is you can go to our website and there's a spot there where you can click and use your credit card to send us money through through uh sorry not through paypal through paypal you don't need to have a paypal account to do that you can just go there and enter your credit card information it's very safe or if you'd like you can go to patreon and look up the two half squads on Patreon, or just go to patreon.com slash the two half squads, and there you will find our site. You can sign up there and maybe donate a dollar a month, or a dollar an episode. Sure, maybe two. Maybe two dollars per episode. You can set it to whatever you want, and every time we post an episode, you'll get dinged a little bit, and it's a great way to support the show. We'd really like to get a thousand of you signed up. Yes, we would. Currently, we're we would. maybe around 40 people. Do they get anything special, Jeffrey? Actually, we do have some things that we offer to our Patreoners that we don't list in other more public places. So, for instance, they get special content. Which is the Bonsai uh, Magazines read, read by yours truly. Yeah. So you can listen as you drive to various articles on tactics from Bonsai, or I won't read series replays, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, other but the articles ideas. are good. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And yeah. we don't post those anywhere else. So nope. only if you're a Patreoner. Yep. And there's going to be more of those coming this summer. Yeah. And we may have other uh, giveaways for our Patreon for people. Patreon people. So. Yep. That should be coming up. Thank you very much for supporting the show, however you support the show. Thank you. And we also just love hearing from you, so send us a message. Hello, boys and girls. It's Terrain Time. Thank you, two Half Squad singers. And you can tell by that song that it must be Terrain Time. Terrain Time, indeed. Unless I'm wrong. Unless I miss my guess. It's Terrain Time. Is that possible? It's possible. It's me. It's possible. So what do we got, Dave? You going? You want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. Well, sir. What are we talking about tonight? I thought it was Mines, the part. Why do Mines. I have? Mine. Why do I have mine? It's wire. Twenty-six, war. or as I like to call it, war. Got Dave unaware here. Oh, he's a little confused. Sorry, he's around, but he's he's gathering his wits about him. It's AT mines. Ah, there we go. <laughs> AT mines. It is. Remind me to dispose of these notes. After we use them, please. We should put them in the shredder, in the two half squad right? shredder. Didn't we do wire before? Yeah. Yeah, we did wire. Does that sound familiar? Oh, it to sounds you? familiar. Wow. It does sound familiar. Anything wow, can happen, Jeff. though, when you reach our age. Yeah, I know. I was, I was sitting here yesterday afternoon playing a song on the tin whistle, uh-huh. learning a song. Uh-huh. I probably played it for a half an hour. Today, I cannot remember what even what the song was, let alone <laughs> what the notes were. I cannot remember what the song was. So, so much for practicing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just the way the brain works. It's nothing, it does nothing to do with age or anything. Well, anyway, folks, ready for a little AT Mind Notes teaching and kind of in a quiz show format, partly. Oh, let me get the bell ready, the bell sir. Is ready. All right. You know, this so. makes me think about um, Notre Dame Cathedral. Oh, I know. Wasn't Quasimoto it? will not be swinging from the bell tower in the near future. I can't really tell. I, I didn't really see what was going on. I can't tell how extensive the damage was. But It, it looks was about three-quarter. The front two towers, they think, are saved. The interior's pretty well gutted. I was going to look up all the art that was inside. but how does that even happen? Yeah, and again, this thing survived World War II. Yeah, eight hundred and fifty something years old. Unbelievable. The 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 bell tower went down. I think is it did. Is it the, the spire? The single spire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just horrible. And interesting. You noted someone. Oh, your wife came down and told you about it. Yes. And I was at work, and a person came into my classroom. While I was at my desk at the end of the day, and then my. Assistant director, well, my co-director. She's actually probably the director. Genevieve uh, also mentioned it right away when I saw her. People, it's really striking a chord with people. Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, really something. Fortunately, there are many other cathedrals in the world, but still, that's really sad. Anyway. Tragic. Yeah. But it was not blown up by an AT mine. (laughs) No. You can have three 
AP mines, anti-personnel, mm-hmm. that you can trade in. Because you did AP mines last time. Yes, I did. Uh, but you can trade those in for one anti-tank mine factor. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. Oh, true. <laughs> no, that was a statement. Oh, okay. You weren't asking a question. You can put them into a anti-personnel location with the AT mines at the same time. Yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mix no, and match. I was, I was telling you that. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. It you're is. thinking that as you're planting those in the ground. The exchange, we already talked about. But Oh, how many factors can it be maximum? An AT mine? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Five? Five is correct. Well, between one to five. Okay. Yes. And then five. do infantry detonate an AT mine if they no. run through the hex? They cannot. Would ca- Unless one of them's in a wheelchair. <laughs> that might Possibly. change it. Yeah. Would cavalry Ooh. detonate an AT mine? I'm going to say no. You are correct. Yeah. Would a tank detonate an AT mine? Yes. Oh, good. I was afraid you'd forget the T meant tank. Tank. Yeah. In the name. AT stands for, after all, all tanks. And, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. All anti tanks. Oh, anti tanks. Okay. Mine. Can a, does a wagon detonate one? If it's towing a tank <laughs> no <laughs> like a horse-drawn carriage towing a tank a wagon yeah. no i would There's say wagon no. rules well i don't, um oh that's a good question uh i'll say no i'm sorry it's yes okay gotcha how about motorcycles yes no no it's correct okay. You know, I don't no. really know much about the mechanics of the AT mine. I've, uh, I'm going to make a note to look that up, and well, by next show, I'll be able to talk about it because I'm curious as to what you're going to have to tell I'm, us now. Oh, I am. You are okay. <laughs> so I'll just make up something. A tank rolls into a hex with an AT mine. I was more referring to the actual mechanics of AT mines and how they work, like what triggers them and. In actual war, not in the game. Oh, no, no, yeah, I yeah. have that. Oh. So. Okay. An anti-tank mine of Russian make mm-hmm. made in 1936 with a pressure-sensitive time-release detonator mm-hmm. would go off. How many seconds after a tank actually tripped the detonator? Two. How did you know that? Yeah, I just knew that. <laughs> no, I thought you meant mechanics as to, like, how do you detonate them? Yeah. So you roll a die. Yes. And if you roll less than or equal to the AT number. Right. It equals kablooey. Yeah. Kablooey. Kablooey. Now, so your tank the enters it. roll. It's a three-factor AT mine. Mm-hmm. You roll the one die. Three or less, kablooey. What happens when you... Exit the hex. Kablooey. It, it is dangerous, yes. You get Triggers two chances. So that little one factor that seems so harmless, yeah, suddenly has a better chance. Yeah. I don't understand math, so I can't tell you the actual percentage. It's more. 
if you it's roll that. twice, it's more likely yeah, to happen. Twice is more is than it, once. Or does it stay the same likeliness to happen? A one out of six chance going in. And when you leave, it's a one out of six chance. So is that two out of three? Or two two out of six chance? Is it now? A one or one in three? I don't, I don't know. If it's, it. I don't know if it's simple enough. Well, I'm so That's glad it. I had these people to help come up with advanced squad leader who understood this stuff. Yeah. Now, when Rich gets done researching that article that he's working on, oh, we'll have a resource for looking up all this stuff. We will. May I say that um, we used the Spilky chart for the half tracks in that game we played. Came uh-huh. in super handy. And the movement chart to tell you how many um, movement points you have to pay for all those vehicles in the road and stuff. Oh, yeah. Came in super handy. Use your spelky charts. Remember those Keep people. them with you at all. With you. Keep them with you at all times. You must. Spilky charts. I will make a statement. An AT mine attack causes a loss of concealment. So like it blows your cl- blows your clothes off, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Only if it's an invisibility cloak. Hey, what happened to you? I walked into a mine and it blew my clothes off. I am no longer concealed by clothes. <laughs> yeah, war is funny. That way, yeah. Funny things happen. <laughs> if you get a result, you lose concealment. If enemy is in line of sight and in good order. Now, what column? Oh, they still have to be in line of sight? And good order to lose concealment. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. Tank gets a result. and Yeah. Now, the AT, what column will they use? <laughs> the IFT. Sorry, you don't bore me. Right, right. Right in the middle of a sentence, you have to yawn. Right in the middle. What was the question? <laughs> You bore me. Um, <laughs> what column, IFT column, does the AT mine use? Remember, they go like 6, 8, 12, 16. Is there a 16 column? 20, 24? Uh, 32 s- and 36? 6 column. Did you say the 36, 36 column. column? Good job. Good. And then our train effect modifiers applicable to this anti-tank mine blowing up under your tank as you roll over it. No. Of course not. Yeah. Right. Very good. You can remember that because your tank's rolling right over it. Yeah. There's nothing between you and it. No. Especially there's no clothing between you and it. So now that yeah. the clothing's been blown off. Yeah. <laughs> there's a four results. If you get a four KIA, do you have your charts handy, sir? I do. Would you mind looking at them, please? There they are. Look at that. Have you been playing ASL lately, Jeff? You got uh, just bridge out? Yeah, or? I've just been uh, sort of playing by myself. Solo. Okay, what am I looking up here? I'm sorry. A 4 ki <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, there, on the that one, yeah, the IFT chart, 4KIA. Um, what kind of number on the 36 chart are you rolling there? Uh, you're rolling a three. Oh, three or less on the 36 gives you a four KIA? Yes. What's a one KIA? 
uh, on the six. Okay, so it is about half. Okay, I just want to verify because usually things burn if it's half of what you needed, or you know a little less than half. Right. So that's about close. And then on a KIA, it's eliminated. The vehicle's eliminated. So then it stops. You have to roll your screw survival, all that good stuff. Any other result? The tank is immobilized. Mm. It said other results, so I think that means maybe unless it's a boxcars. I don't remember putting that in notes, but uh, you are immobilized. So at the least, it's going to stop your tank. Yeah. If you get it to go off. You also then have to use this gets a little tricky here use the aerial because it wouldn't be asl if it didn't get tricky yeah it's got to get tricky use the aerial armor factor of the lowest hull armor factor as a plus on the kia number just i wrote kia so i'm thinking like uh let's think that through now so if you get a aerial can i see your charts again sure (laughs) aerial armor factor they feel good getting this <laughs> tank. Is I'm going to want these back at the end of the show, Dave. Okay. I won't take them away. You know, tendency to just walk off with all did of my your, belongings. Did you write your name? You did. I did. See, my initials so when, are right there. When you go to, except this one doesn't have the armor factor on it. I need the blue one. Oh. The bluey also, one. Kablooey. Jeffrey Scott Hallett. Jeffrey Scott Hallett. I bet the listeners didn't know that. OBE. Okay. Aerial armor factor for, so your hull. Here's how you remember this now. The mine is blowing up on the as it goes over, so it's going to take a hull armor factor. It favors you, the attacker, so you're going to make the opponent use the lowest hull armor factor, and then check its aerial armor factor. You got to use the chart for rule C7.11, and if you have an armor factor of, say, 4, that's a pretty good average one, 6 maybe, your aerial armor factor is a three for both of those digits. So you would add that to the KIA number, and that would change the burning wreck possibility. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's how that works. So if you have those vehicles with a zero or a one or a two armor factor, a two is only a one aerial. So you're only going to add one. So there you can see how the effect, what effect that has. And then, okay, Dave has just handed me back my charts. Sign here, Dave. No, okay. you have to sign. Proving oh, I gave them back. Okay, I'll take that. The unarmored target includes a zero armor factor. So if it's, it has an armor factor of zero, they're saying treat it as unarmored. So to blow up an unarmored vehicle, it's going to be eliminated automatically burning on a final die roll less than or equal to six if it's less than or equal to a one ka on that chart on the anti-tank mine detonation can i see your blue chart again yes you yes you may (laughs) so the on the armor table i'm sorry your your pink one doesn't it have the unarmored vehicle line on there? Yeah, there you go. The star vehicle line. Yes. 36 plus. The kill number is a 13. So 
like any a normal attack, they're saying a six or less is burning. So see, it's less than half a 13. Right. Excellent. They, it's good they use the same kind of strategic concept across the whole thing. Makes it a lot easier. Correct. <laughs> it has no effect on the personnel in the hex with the tank. So if you're doing armored assault, is that the correct word? And yes. you're marching alongside your tank, no effect on those guys. Okay. Somewhat understandable, yeah. I suppose. Even if it's a burning wreck, though, I, well, yeah, I guess you, you just think need to maybe get, some parts you go probably flying. need to get out of the hex. At your well, only if it spreads to the terrain. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the players' rider, passengers' riders' crew would have to roll survival. Yeah. Normally. Right. Yeah. And there would be a collateral attack. Guess what? Rule Dave rarely ever uses. Collateral. I just I don't know if I don't aren't watching. Somebody help me watch for that. Uh you would do that at a half firepower if the vehicle is immobilized. So they would get a collateral attack if the vehicle is immobilized at half firepower. Now, doesn't because they wouldn't have to roll survival. Does an anti-tank mine attack reduce the number of mines in that hex for the rest of the game? So no. there's four. No. So if there's four AT mines, the guy goes through, hits a four, it stays a four, yeah. stays a four. Can blow up as many tanks as you want. Yeah. I love that. I love that about mines. Love it. An anti-tank mine can be placed as per your lesson last week, last show, about personnel mines in those same locations. But also, where may it be placed where the AP may not have been placed? Road, uh, paved roads. Correct. Um, are there other places besides paved roads? Mm-hmm. That are like oh, paved uh, roads. Runways. Yes. Yeah. And the thing that Rich Bridges? Pre- yes. Yes. And when it's frozen, it's like a paved road. Oh. Uh, so a uh, uh, river. That's iced over. Yeah. Yes. But can they be hidden that way? No. They have they're, to be in view. They're in view. Excellent. Uh, including their factors. You know Isn't so much right? about this, seriously. Is their factors uh, yeah. revealed? I think once... They or is can. that only... I That's can't a, remember now. I can't either. Maybe yeah. it'll come up here. Okay. Uh, well, no, because the next thing up is a special scenario rule up in the AT mine section. Okay. Daisy chain. You got the cutest little daisy chain. You play, do you know what Sorry. it is? The daisy chain? Uh huh. The appropriate version for the show. No. You know from the old World War II movies? I guess it didn't come out much. Where you would, they would string them all together and pull them across a road in front oh, of a moving right. vehicle. Yeah. So they've worked that tactic into the game. I think I had like one two scenarios where i try to do that i don't remember I anything have never else done it. that no you i never, never have i've got to add that to my arsenal <laughs> yeah so how does that work uh you simply can place them during the enemy movement phase so this is the only way mines of any kind can be placed during play that is correct yeah that is correct otherwise they have to be set up Right. So, 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 if it's the enemy movement phase, you may uh, place them. 
yeah. during the phase, okay. even as a vehicle enters the hex. Wow. Okay. So, or you can actually place them during a fire phase of the owning player's turn, your turn, yeah. in an adjacent hex. And you can write it down on paper and not reveal it. So it could be my prep fire. Oh, MG. And I know you're going to have to come down this road yeah. between the rubble. I can be adjacent, just write down, okay, I just placed the, the daisy chain out on the road. Okay. Now, still, though, would the tank see those mines laying out there when they come in line of sight? Yes. Yeah, so there's the drawback. So it can stay hidden for a while, but until you turn that corner and suddenly see those AT mines there. Just, oh, Daisy. Okay, found it here. Daisy chain. Online? It's uh, B28.531. Oh, yeah, I have it open here. Okay. And then, and it says here, I don't know if you're covering this. Mm -hmm. You could uh, try them. It just says that uh, Japanese may convert all AT mine factors to daisy chains. No, I didn't have that in yeah. my rule book. Wow. That's right there in the index. And it refers then to Still that. Still have to have a special rule? It refers then to G1.613. Okay. So prior to a setup, the Jap prior to a setup, the Japanese player may always convert any and all AT mine factors to daisy chains. How about that? Dang, I'm gonna be whipping out the daisy chains. Maybe so now. Yeah. Not by special rule, huh, for the Japanese. No. That's awesome. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'm gonna do it. No, it makes sense. Yeah. They were just much to, more flexible with it. their use of mines, you mm -hmm. know. Uh so if it's pulled across during the movement, you immediately roll the attack move. And then it's limited, though, to one attack. I don't know why. So not not two, like one coming in and one going out, just one attack. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. And I guess, well, did they mean only one attack that phase, that movement, as it moves through? What about the next tank coming through? Well, I'm sure the next tank coming through is going to be attacked. No, it says it can attack only once. Thereafter, it ceases to exist. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Limited to one attack. Yeah. Does okay. not cause concealment loss. Right. And it can recover. You can recover a daisy chain like a support weapon. So if you did place it in that street between those two rubble hexes and somehow the guy plows through a building unexpectedly to get around, you can then recover the, that daisy chain and carry it like uh, it's one portage point per mine factor. Awesome. Which makes a four factor daisy chain very heavy. Yeah, it does. Actually. And then related to this rule is 28.61. It is trail break. Relates to mines. So what is a trail break, Jeff? Do you remember? Well, a trail break is where you, you, as you go through a minefield, you can leave a trail break so that other vehicles can follow you and not suffer the attacks of the mines. Indeed. And it can be... Uh, uh, also, like through woods and stuff, that's yes. where you normally have the rule. But then they revisited at this section of the rules and state what you just said. Now, can if your vehicle bypass moving around the woods, can then you cause a trail break? No, no. And what is the movement cost to use a trail break? Ooh, uh, a quarter your movement factors. No, but that's a fair guess. It is two times the normal. Okay. 
which I had really kind of forgotten entirely about. And there is a special neg one modifier to defensive first fire on the trail break. I guess you're restricted to following that little path through the hex. So you, the you're guy gets an extra neg one. Yeah. And you're probably moving a little more slowly. Yeah. Even though, yeah. Carefully. So FFE relates to minefields. Can an FFE remove uh, mines? I'm going to say, oh, yes. Yes, you may. And it is if you get a KIA, all the factors are removed. Yes. Yes. If you get a K, the the factors are reduced. If it's an armor piercing, it's six-factor. And it rolls, that's a six factor, and it rolls a K, then you remove it too. So, you know, if you had a, a, a eight minefield for armor anti personnel and you got the K result, you lower it to six. Six can't go lower, then it's removed. Do you have to tell your opponent if minefields have been affected by this FFE that just went off? Oh, that's a good question. Um, do you have to tell your opponent? I would say no. That is correct. So you leave them out there. It reduces their, well, even if they're removed. You already have your hidden mines. So this goes also for AP. These are also for AP. You have your mines written down. Yes. You can just, as he rolls his FFE effects, uh, this is a good reason to roll, you know, how I like to not roll them unless there's a target there or a building. Right. I don't want to mess with shell holes being generated or (laughs) anything that makes the game go longer. So... But here's a good reason to roll them all. Then if you get a K or KIA, I have to secretly write down on my paper, oh, okay, no more mines in that hex. Okay. Yeah. So you leave the mine counters out there. Well, this can be to the hidden ones or the yeah. mines themselves, yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's this flail tank rule, which is a bit complicated, so I thought I would read it. Okay. See if I can convert to questions on the fly. A flail tank, U.S. Vehicle Note 20, British Vehicle Note 24 and 26, May engage in mine clearance. Do you know what a flail tank is? Yeah, it's a tank with a flail on it. It's got a flail out in front, and it just kind of whacks at the earth as it moves forward. Yeah, like a whole roll of flails, right? Yeah. That must be something to see. Yeah, wouldn't it be? And see stuff blowing up under it? I can just just see in the tank research center, (laughs) the guy comes up, he's like, I've got a good idea, and he gets all excited, and they, should we build it? Yeah. And I'll bet they just like watching it spin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you can do mine clearance at the start of a movement phase, that it will do so, and expends its entire printed movement point allotment other than starting or changing a vehicle covered arc to enter a hex. Uh, can it use reverse movement to do this trick? No. <laughs> because because the, would the flail's in front. <laughs> Boy, that would be some dumb guy. Yeah, I'm flailing, but nothing's happening. Can it use vehicle bypass movement? Uh, I'm going to say no. No. Can it use excessive speed breakdown? Ditto to the no. Ditto to the no. It is then marked with a motion counter, and it's immune to minefield attack, and the hex entered. A flail tank clears a trail break through the minefield, and it's hex at the end of the close combat phase on a mine clearance final die roll less than or equal to 10. That's a good chance, right? Yeah. 10 or less, leaderless, of course, provided it did not fire or become immobile eliminated during that player turn. The trail break path 
cleared must be between the hexides crossed by the flail tank and the hexide within its vehicle-covered arc. A flail tank may not clear a mine occupied by its own infantry or cavalry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the horses hate that. Yeah, when you come through with a... Whipping them with chains <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. And then on a mine clearance dial of 12, what might happen to the flail tank? It might uh, immobilize. You blow up, it says. Oh, destroyed. They use the word blow up? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it is destroyed. Kablooey. Yeah, kablooey. There we go. Any AT, the official word. Any AT mines or immobilized if they were AP mines. Okay. That's probably what you're thinking yeah. of, too. Can the flail break down? Yes. It can. On a clearance dial of 11, it destroys the flail mechanism and prohibits the flail tank from clearing mines thereafter. 11 or 12? No, 11, oh, because tw- the 12... 12, 12 does the... Uh, kablooey. Yeah, kablooey. <laughs> Can uh, you enter Woods Hex without a flail, with, with your flail going? At the... Can you enter a Woods Hex? With the flail going? No, I'm going to say no. No, you cannot. Did you pause us? No, we're still going. I'm applying some uh, head, some balm, some moisturizing balm. The balm's a real thing? I thought yeah. it was just in the Bible. No, it's real. <laughs> Is that from Gilead? No. Because it was Balm Sunday yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> no. I'm a, you keep going. I'm going to moisturize my skin. Okay, you do that. It's kind of grossing me out, but we're <laughs> close friends, so I think I can handle it. You have to put up with all my noises <sighs> in my nose and my sneezes and my... Sappers. Feels so good. Lane hidden minefields during play is non-applicable, however... Squads designated by special scenario ruler do your own can be sappers. They deduct two from their clearance die roll when they clear. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly is booby traps, which also was just seemed like taking this paragraph and breaking this down with too complicated. So do you know how you get booby traps? You have to first have mine capability. Right. No, refresh my memory. Yeah, you have to spend some or all of the minefield factors for booby trap capability on particular boards. So booby trap attacks are triggered by an original task check. Didn't say yet how. It tells me later. Oh, is that SSR uh, rule only, booby traps? No. Can you convert any mines? A player may purchase booby trap capability for a board only by SSR. Okay. Or if he's allowed to set up on any part of that board and in order to satisfy victory conditions does not have to capture terrain or exit the plane area via a non-friendly board edge. Does that make any sense? I'm sure it does. The second time or third time (laughs) through, it probably would. Well, that makes me think that's a a rule I need to kind of think about. Keep handy. Yeah. Because it may apply more than I'm more than I'm thinking. I think that's probably why I've so rarely encountered booby traps. If you're... Okay, so let's ignore the part if you're allowed to set up on any part of that board. So you can only put them on boards you set up on, obviously, maybe. Yeah, maybe right. make that obvious. And then to satisfy victory conditions, you don't have to capture terrain or exit the enemy side. Because if you're trying to exit the enemy oh, side, right. you wouldn't take time to lay booby traps. And if you have to capture terrain for victory conditions, you wouldn't lay booby traps because your guys are trying to get into buildings. Or maybe 
They don't want you capturing it and then booby trapping the spots for when the your opponent oh, comes try- back oh, in good trying to thinking. retake. That's good thinking. So they don't want you doing that. So it must be in scenarios where it's more like uh, victory points, uh, like um, casualty victory points. Yes, that's good. You thinking, can use Jeff. booby traps. Yeah. Hmm. Booby traps do not affect units on the side that place them, except as random selection caused by an enemy task check. So there's this random chance. So back in, that's the end of the rule. Of course, that should probably be at the front. But so you roll, take in a task check if it's a twelve, pin task checks, those kinds of things. Not a siding task check. That's an airplane. If you get a twelve, if you've spent ten minefield factors, they call that level C, or an 11, if you spent the 20 minefield factors, they call it level B. Or 11 and 12, if you spend 30. So spend 10 factors, you get the 12s only. 20, 11 only, but more likely to happen. And 30, 11 or 12. Hmm. The enemy rolls it. So it can happen anywhere on the board, you see. Wherever they're taking a... PTC or something. If you're immune to PTCs, you must take them for booby trap purposes, though. Oh. It does not activate a sniper. A booby trap causes a casualty reduction to at least one personnel unit, random selection, and it doesn't have to be the unit that took the TC in that location. Okay. So if you got three oh, squads in there, yeah. a third one rolls, you still random select it. Hmm. A player may purchase booby trap capability for a board, and then we did that part. And that wraps it up, sir. Okay. I am finito. All right. Very good, Dave. Well, thank you for that. I am smarter now than I was earlier. We both are. It's hard yes. to believe that's even possible. Yeah. And uh, But by tomorrow, I will have forgotten it all. <laughs> and we'll be back to our normal selves. I'll listen. Yes. Clink and drink to that. Clink and drink. I'll listen to this show again, and maybe I'll learn something good for me maybe indeed well thank you everybody for listening we enjoyed having you thank you very much indeed broadcast foxhole next show we should check in with some letters maybe look at this uh, east side uh, gamers pack and uh, jeff will teach us a little bit about narrow streets oh terrain time with narrow streets hot dang looking forward indeed see you next time bye-bye everybody Bye, everybody oh and remember to roll low and rally well but not not when when you're playing playing us. us bye Bye-bye.